genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we're covering minute 73, quite possibly the greatest swishy minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Doug from Good Times Great Movies. Welcome back, Doug. It's so nice of you to come into the 90s for us and add a step out of the 80s. I, uh, I'm very excited to be here. I was excited to see the the plaid unbuttoned shirts with the t-shirt underneath. I totally want that look to come back. Oh, you can bring it back. Yeah, I could. Nobody's going to care if I do that. You can, especially if you like move to the Pacific Northwest. I feel like you'll be good. You'll be able to fit right in. Maybe maybe like Maine. So it, it, wait, you think it just never went away? You think it moved from Seattle to Maine? I, over I think the past, it I think it's what, 30 years almost. Maybe, I think it started never, and just never ended. Okay, all right. Just, just like living in Jersey, yeah. like you can still get away with a jean jacket somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like, no, no. That's yeah. People wanna, will look at you, but it's still like, yeah, that guy's probably he's pulling it off. I mentioned that in the beginning <laughs> of this podcast this this year. I've seen them in stores, jean jackets. Yeah, we're selling these damn things again. Oh no, it it, it it's coming back. I mean, I have a I have a thirteen year old daughter, and the shit she wears, I'm like, oh my god, I saw this in nine zero two one zero. Like it's the <laughs> same looks. They just come back. It's all circular. Oh, yeah. Well, minute seventy three. Also very circular. Begins with scary boys and ends with word is bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you lucked out, Doug. You skipped some of the real garbage we've been piling for like the oh, last God, yeah. month. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. When Hooper X showed up, I think we jumped out of our seats and cheered. When he yeah. Oh, I was like, thank God Dwight Yule's back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I watched this in prep. I watched the whole thing again in prep, and I, I have not seen this in probably 20 years. Um it's not as good as I remember it being. I, I mean, for the, the for, the, for the longest time, this is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, and I would go to bat for this thing, and now I realize I may have been defending garbage. I don't want to call it garbage. That's terrible. But I, it's just not as great as I remember. But again, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, come on, like this spoke to me this was this felt so real and it felt so honest and now it just feels kind of silly i would say not an unusual opinion that we've got this year we've had a lot of people be like i really used to like this movie and either now they don't like it or it's not as good yeah surprisingly not as many people are offended by the content as i thought they might be i thought we'd get a lot of people that are like this offends my 2020 sensibilities but no no, i think most people understand that it's 1997 and yeah, I, I think anyone that watches movies beyond five years ago is I able mean, to excuse things from, you know, if you can excuse stuff in the 30s and 40s, you could probably excuse it. With but you know how it is. Time. Everything's relative. Yeah. Like, oh, I can yeah, watch yeah. movies. You watch movies from the 60s and you're like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of a lot of misogyny. There's a lot of racism. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's all kind of like even, it's all about equal amount of yes. nonsense. And then you watch like Breakfast at Tiffany's and you're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I also feel like it's a lot with uh, stuff that was during your lifetime like you watch stuff from the 60s or 50s and you're like oh that was a bygone era and then you watch something from the 80s or 90s and you're like holy shit this is how people talked when i was a kid <laughs> oh my like, god we were that's like this? crazy yeah yeah <laughs> well i think it's uh, a real turning point for me it was maybe the first time i watched revenge of the nerds and i'm like oh this is all uh <laughs> like the first time i watched it at, and realized that like this is this is all terrible. What they're oh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I had probably seen it fifty times. Where I'm like, this movie's awesome. And then one time I was just like, 
oh, wait, wait, oh, yeah, this is, none of this is good. They would all go to prison. Nope, yeah, it's the same thing where I'm like, am I supposed to be rooting for these guys? Because yeah. this is really terrible. I said that movie in has both a great message and a terrible one. <laughs> it's like, hey, stand up for yourself, be who you are, and... Also, you know, do a little <laughs> also, rape by deception. <laughs> yeah, also, don't be who you are if you're like this. <laughs> yeah, don't be who you are be. if you are uh, a little rapey and a little... Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I would say the most offensive thing uh, about this might be Ben Affleck's goatee. And uh, I know it was the style of the time. I get it. I had one. I can only imagine how douchey I looked. <laughs> Um, every once in a blue moon, I'll have one for like a day or two, mm-hmm. and it's just because I don't want to shave, yeah. but I cannot grow. Everything on my cheeks comes in like oh, okay. a fuzzy, matted mess. <laughs> so if like I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really have time to shave. It's just like cheek, 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 right. neck. Oh, looks I, like a looks like I'm Ben Affleck yeah. in it for today. No, I had to do the full beard thing because I don't have a chin. I look like a cartoon character. So (laughs) at least it gives that illusion of a jawline. So that's the only reason I keep it around. When I go goatee, I let it grow as long as I possibly can. And it looks awful and I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Chris is trying to perfect the Jim Neidhart look. (laughs) Okay, all right. I was going to ask if you put rubber bands in that or where are you you going with that? that, I've been Jim Neidhart far with that that goatee. But it it, it starts to curl under. It looks crazy. But I I let it go for quite some time. (laughs) Um, I think Ben Affleck actually in the beginning of this minute says something. Although he manages to work the word fag in, so it's not yep. great. Yeah. But he says, uh, hey, I thought you fags all like stuck together. Which I would say as a white heterosexual male, especially of that era, you probably did think that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and, oh. and, and, no, like, I, 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 back oh, then, you thought they had to be hanging around with somebody because I never see them. You know, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't know anybody who was well, gay. Well, I think so. he... He falls into the trap that you'll still hear now, and you'll hear a lot like, you know what you hear when politicians are talking, where they take a group and they treat it like a monolithic organization. Right, exactly. (laughs) They're like, well, that's how homosexual people vote or act or do whatever. And like, "Um, that's a large group of people that you're you're just putting together. It's a lot larger than we thought it was in the 90s, too. Right, yes. And and it's one of those things. It's kind of like you said. You're like, well, I didn't know any. Eh, You knew some. You just didn't know. Like That that was the big thing. (laughs) Well, I knew some that didn't know they were. Right, right. They wouldn't admit it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something where – and and I think it's interesting given these minutes how – Almost progress, like on the cusp of being progressive, this conversation between these two characters are and, and sort of the way Kevin Smith approaches it. I mean, it's the, it's the whole film, I think, is progressive to a certain degree and, you know, weird stereotypes and everything. And I think that's probably what I still appreciate about it is sort of the openness of dialogue on these taboo, let's say, subjects between these characters. Well, I like that the... Either Hooper and Alyssa at no time, well, except when the relationship stuff's happened, but like with Hooper, he never treats him any differently than he treats Banky. Right. Like he still breaks his balls. He still is going after him about stuff. At no point is like, unless it's specifically brought up for something like where he's attacking him right now. But even Mm -hmm. now, he's just, you know, he's poking at him about the, you know, the homosexual community thing. But like, just like you would poke at your friend about anything he was into. Sure. Your friend was into Star Wars, you'd be jabbing him right there. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> but that's one of the weird parts about this is he's very comfortable with Hooper X, but when he found out Alyssa was a lesbian, he got very uncomfortable with that. 
I uh, and I mean we're jumping ahead in minutes, so I don't want to get to it. But well, I mean, my even God, back is then, he an but... asshole? <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've yes. started writing when I write notes. I write his name as Hole now instead of Holden, yeah. just yeah. short for okay. asshole. That's what I write. <laughs> yeah, he he says he's a reviled gay man. He's a minority inside of a minority inside of a minority. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's it's wonderful, and it's probably as honest as. Kevin Smith could be or try to be like to try and 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 I think that's something as I've grown and as I've watched more films I I find it absolutely fascinating sometimes with writers and directors uh, how they can possibly try and flesh out characters that they themselves are not it's it's again it's that weird trope of write what you know write what you know and you could definitely see that in something like Clerks and certainly to an extent, mall rats. Um, I think he's trying to draw a lot of characters now that he isn't, clearly isn't. And I like to think that he's doing a pretty good job of it. But but also, I'm sure you can talk to anybody in the gay community and they'd be like, no, this isn't even close. And this is the, the white, straight male, you know, um, sort of the way that they would imagine this character would act. Yeah, I would say the closest he gets is he at least again pits them as like they're individuals right it's not like a group uh one of the we just talked about this a couple weeks ago when Alyssa tells her friends that she is dating a man oh they immediately God. turn on her now i didn't like that because that seemed like out of character yeah. but i understand where that's coming from like i as i said to chris like it'd be odd if like your best friend tomorrow was like oh by the way i like men not yeah. that you'd like immediately jettison him but you might have some follow-up questions to that of like whoa wait what <laughs> like especially if you didn't see it coming <laughs> yeah it's it's just sort of an odd thing to be like well uh, i think they say something like another one bites the dust where i'm like well wait isn't this i don't want to say it's what a lot of people do but i know a lot of people that when they were in college and in their early 20s they experimented and, and nobody was like whoa hey wait i totally thought you were gay uh wait you mean you really do like men i, I just i don't know it's it's very bizarre <laughs> you would think that some of these people would be pretty fluid with everything around this point. And you're led to believe they're pretty cosmopolitan. This is New York again. This sure. is not like they they seem to be awfully shocked by something that should not be all that right. shocking. Yep, agreed. All right. So, uh, one of the yeah. kids in the the, now, the store recognizes our old friend Hooper X. <laughs> Wait, before before we get to this kid, before we get to this kid, um, he says about black men the most notoriously swishy. What does Holden do when he says, "Hey, hey, there's a line." He says, I thought he says three strikes, you're out. I, I couldn't yeah. understand. That's what he says. Oh, I is that what he says? I could yes. not understand what he said. Mm-hmm. He makes like a maybe a blowjob kind of sign, too, at it with his hand. <laughs> I wouldn't know what he was talking about. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I think you're reading into that, Chris. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A blowjob sign with his hand? <laughs> is well, is that the sign you make? Hey, hey, there's <laughs> a line. Is that the sign you make when you're looking I for mean, a blowjob? universal law. <laughs> What's a blowjob sign with your hand? (laughs) Well, he does a movement with his hand. If he stuck his tongue in his mouth against his cheek, then that would be Oh, okay. Got it. All right. (laughs) I just pictured uh, just his hand somehow that meant blowjob. I was like, wow. All right. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) No, no. It's sign language. You didn't know I knew sign language? Right. Uh, No, no, no. I mean, blowjob sign language. I assume that's probably what it is, actually. I've seen Chris at uh, several adult movie theaters being the sign language interpreter sitting okay. <laughs> Great. He can do all the sexual positions. He knows them all. 
<laughs> All right. So basically, Cooper well, X's character is just Black Panther, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. I liked it. Yeah. He uh, he gets a little bass in his voice. He gets the Aslam alaikum. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a really wonderful interaction. Again, I mean, I mean, I think coming back to this yeah. <laughs> again and watching this, I, I think this might be. He might be my favorite character in this whole film. Uh, I feel kind of bad that he drops out uh, at a certain point. Yeah, for like um, 45 minutes. 45 yeah, exactly. very <laughs> long minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you know his interaction with any character, it doesn't matter who he's talking to, yeah. is entertaining and fun. This kid <laughs> is great. This, this comic book shop slash record store... I don't know about you guys, but I had one just like this, where it was a comic book store up top. You would go down a few steps just like this. It was CDs on the bottom. It was it was great. This really took me back. Yeah, I remember when we, I used to go down to Ocean City, they had the, the Shore Mall down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be like comic books and then, you know, CDs and records and then, you know, crappy T-shirts that they could make for you. It yep. was like just all that garbage you buy on vacation. Yep. Just no. from one place to the next. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do like that Hooper takes this opportunity. Tie he kind of looks over and he sees Holden and he's like, I think I'm going to throw some shade at Holden here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holden's rolling his eyes and yeah. stuff, too, when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's a heated devil. <laughs> Never you understand? take your eyes off the man. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I love how intense this kid is, too. This yeah. kid is all about this. Also, did you notice this kid's getting him to sign, like, an X-Men comic? Yeah. Like, it's it's an old comic book. The thing's almost yellow with age. It's 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 like someone forgot that they were supposed to have his comic book. <laughs> right. And it was like, oh, shit, we need a comic book to, like... Go buy some whatever the cheapest one is. Is there yeah. something up there for like thirty cents? Go buy that. And I, I probably wouldn't have Grab noticed. One. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Grab one with an X on it. Anyone with an X on it. Yeah. <laughs> and and again, I probably wouldn't have noticed. But of course, the minute you gave me pause at the end, they're trying to keep it folded up. But you can see the little character heads, those little yeah. X Men heads in the corner yeah. when it does pause at the end. <laughs> And before anybody writes in, yes, I know I online it says which comic too. it is, but I wasn't looking it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the music changes immediately as soon I as the kid the, recognizes him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Houdini starts playing in the background. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. This is, this is a really – this is a good scene uh, between these two characters. And the addition of the kid is, is just absolutely fantastic. Like, it's, it's this fun little one-off just to show you how sort of – you know, wonderful this character is. I know we saw it earlier in the film, but to have him again interact with his fans, I think is so smart. Yeah, fight the power, little G. They even do the the word is Bond, where they do like mm-hmm. the fist bump. I mean, Love it. if this had come out after Black Panther, you'd be like, well, they just stole that from Black Panther. Because <laughs> it's almost the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> but instead, when I watched Black Panther, I was like, I think he stole this from Chasing Amy. I was like, listen, I was hoping at the end of Avengers Endgame, when everybody's coming out of the things, that uh, the white hate and Coon was going to walk out. I'd be like, there he is. Right. He's, he's with he's with the Chala. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hooper X is walking out. Uh, I would have loved that. <laughs> well, they could have they could have had him. They could have yeah, had Bluntman and Chronic could have both been there. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know what these guys are going to offer here in this fight. I'm not sure how they can help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, imagine. Yeah, I always thought about that. Like, you're watching the end of night movie. There's all these super high-powered people there. Imagine you're like the 
most depowered superhero that shows up for that battle. And you're just like, what am I supposed to do? No, it's when you just hang back and you wait for everything to kind of die down. And then if there's someone who's injured that you can take out or whatever, yeah. you know, then you really feel like you did something. And I can go stab can, this guy while he's down on the ground. Right, yeah, exactly. Everybody else is engaged in some sort of fight. Nobody's going to notice if you're just kind of ducking down behind a rock or something like that. <laughs> what if you're just like a regular guy? You're just like... <laughs> um, and you just stumbled upon this? <laughs> you just walked in. You're like... I'm in trouble here. Um, well. you're, calling, you're on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I nine one one. I listen. I just saw Captain America run past me. I feel like this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I see. There's some sort of giant creatures flying around. <laughs> oh wait, a seventy five foot man just walked past me. This is. I hope I'm having a fever dream. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure that happened. I mean, honestly, I'm sure that happened. Imagine you're just some kid in Revolutionary War times and you wander out of the woods into a field and there's just two lines of people in goofy outfits about to start gunning each other down. I'm sure it happened all the time. You're like, well, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now that we've wandered into the Revolutionary War and yeah. Avengers Endgame, where all things end up, <laughs> does anybody have anything else for this minute? No, I don't think so. Well, I'll take Chris's total lack of silence. He, you know, he's got nothing as usual to add to the conversation. Doug, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Oh, go go find uh, good times, great movies. We, um, I guess, take the piss out of some movies from the '80s. We never get out of that decade, so this is like a glimpse into the future being on here. Um, yeah, find it wherever you find your podcast. Good times, great movies. Check it out. I lost everybody. Grandmaster D, if you please. Yeah.